So I was gone for a couple of weeks, and you guys were listening, uh, watching uh, movies about the sea and so on. Were you gone? And uh, yeah, I, I was actually gone. No, I heard and, you in uh, one episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was actually gonna bring that up because. So here's the thing: I've never enjoyed being ribbed as much as you guys did, but <laughs> I think that there's a a thing about ribbing people where it needs to be not true or like half true for it to be funny. <laughs> so. When it actually came to the point when you started saying that, oh, why isn't Pontus here talking about Blu-ray movies instead of DVDs? I got so mad. I, I was seething <laughs> with anger. In a, I was like walking around in an apartment taking care of my friend's dog. And I was just walking around in circles like, like, like pumping my fists sort of anger. Because I was like, oh my God, they know me too well. And also, I, don't, I will not allow this slander of Blu-ray. Come on, come on. It, it pissed me off so much. So, but uh, in general, yeah, you did a great work of uh, making me not pissed off in general. But you will hear from my lawyers about the Blu-ray slander. I'm I think you need that. to convert me to a Blu-ray lover because I've never watched a Blu-ray movie, to my knowledge. Oh, okay, so here's the thing: if you watched, if you watched Netflix, you've watched something that has twice the quality of a DVD or like four times the quality of a DVD. Okay. And Blu-ray is better than Netflix, so DVD okay. sucks. Sure. I totally understand uh, the words that came out of your mouth and uh, <laughs> full uh, agreement on my side. It's too if much someone... work to hook up my PS3 to actually watch watch Blu-ray. Yeah, but like I ripped my Blu-rays on my computer, so for me, I don't really need that. But then I, again, I need my external Blu-ray reader that I had to flash with the hacked firmware to make it work and everything. So Yeah, that sounds like a lot less work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I actually haven't been watching a lot of movies in the last, like, ever since I came back because I kind of relapsed and started uh, playing Tetris again, like an addict. So now oh, I'm no. just seeing, I'm just seeing blocks everywhere. I also revisited an old game, and I've been playing it like for the past three weeks, just because I want to finish it a hundred percent, which I've never done before. Is it uh, Horizon? No, it's uh, the the Marvel Spider-Man one. <laughs> ah, that's really good. I really enjoy that. Same. I want the new one, but then again, I'm cheap, so I'm going to wait for a better discount. Do you have a PS5? A 4. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sad face. Very sad. But uh, I don't know. Is it worth the upgrade? I don't think. No, it's not worth it. I mean, it's not a, it's not a PC. You can't ah, get okay. it, so I don't know. Speaking of not watching movies... Uh, have you seen the Oscar nominations for this year? Yeah. Uh, I got, uh, as someone who actually kind of enjoyed Don't Look Up, I got pretty annoyed that they voted, like, nominated it. You I've enjoyed the movie? I've only seen Dune out of every movie nominated. Wh- which ones were they? It was Dune, Don't Look Up. Drive My Car. Uh, was Nightmare Alley also nominated? Are we talking Best Picture or? Yeah. Best Picture. Best Picture is uh, Belfast, Coda, don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, people, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I really want to watch Licorice Pizza, but... Me too. Yeah. Can't that's find the it only one I'm re- That's the only one I'm really looking forward to. I heard Belfast is like this year's Crash. It's just uh, Oscar bait. Oh. <laughs> and uh, King Richard, I uh, like... I don't really care about watching the story of Serena and Venus Williams' father. Oh my god, <laughs> racism right here on the pod. <laughs> also, Confirm. the drive my car, I haven't heard really like every every person I'm following on Letterboxd who's reviewed it has given it like five, five stars. stars. What? No, I, I all of mine have stars. given it five stars. Yeah, I've only seen hype as well. For, for me, it's like 
it's it's not hard to be cynical when you're listen, watching these kinds of nominees because you're like seeing the patterns. So like, don't look up. Yeah, that's like the the liberal uh, climate change. Uh, like Is it though? I really hated that one. I thought no, it was so like, full I, of itself. I, I, I think yeah, but that's, that's like I understand why people think it's full of itself. But I don't think they nominated that movie because they thought it was the a good like a great movie in that sense. I think they nominated it because like the optics of it. It's the same when like they nominated Crash because like. If there's a movie about racism, it's gonna look bad if yeah. they don't nominate it. And I feel like it just like, has a different target audience than us. That, that, yeah, and like the and the the drive my car is that like okay, we nominated Parasite, so we need to have more like Asian movies now. Is that like to me? It just seems very. I see it just way too cynical. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna refrain from comment on the other ones because I haven't seen them. I've just watched like Power of the Dog and uh, Don't Look Up and or oh, in Dune. And I love Dune, like out of all of them, I think that's my fave for now. When I saw Dune, I just felt like, I, I wish this was a, I, I think this is a movie I will enjoy one day. That's all I felt. The latest Scream was snubbed. She'll be nominated. There are lots of movies that got snubbed. My roommate said that it sucked ass and I couldn't see it, but I want to. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I really, really liked it. Okay. I think if there's someone's opinion I'm going to take on Scream movies, it's always going to be Philip. Like, he's a connoisseur with that shit. Yeah, I think to me it's like second best scream almost. Second best, which is the first? The the number one. Yeah, but like they they they're pretty good like companion pieces because I watched uh, the first one again like the night before I saw the second one and it's off. Oh. I I, th- I mean I can see how it's divisive, but uh, I really enjoyed it. So speaking of divisive, I think this movie might not be very divisive, but do you want to take it away and let's talk about this today's uh, this week's movie? Hello everybody, welcome to the podcast, Please Don't Hate It. It's the podcast where me, Pontus, and two other dudes, we sit on a Google Meet and we talk about movies that we watched. And we also recommend movies that we want the others to watch so that we can make them watch them. That's a good description. In I my feel like opinion. we need a more streamlined synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the problem is we freestyle it every time because I, I wrote, I, I, suge- I actually like a couple of weeks ago, I suggested having a synopsis and then I think Philip was like, yeah, let's just free flow it. But maybe me, my free flowing is not good enough. Like I'm not a jazz musician. Very interesting addition of the word dudes. I don't think I've been called that recently. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking Bro. of my dudes, my two co-hosts. Dude number one, Philip. And dude number two, Ned. I almost mixed up my name. I almost said Philip as well. <laughs> oh, the classic introduction, awkward handshake. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, Ned, you kind of look like a lot of Philips I've known in Sweden. Like a you lot have of the Philip look. Interesting. Yeah, like, and Philip doesn't look like a Philip. Philip looks like more like a, a Jöran or an Åkja, in my opinion. What? <laughs> I'm just gonna okay. pretend I didn't hear that. Um. No, you didn't hear that. And this week's movie that we're talking about is Black Dynamite, which came out in 2009, and it stars uh, Michael J. White. And uh, Philip, you want to give us a quick synopsis of this movie? I mean, this movie is uh, pretty much a parody of every black exploitation movie ever. Um, it's about the titular Black Dynamite, who's a he's a Vietnam vet. Uh, his brother gets murdered, and he. Tries to avenge his brother's murder. Uh, and it's very loosely, there's a, not a lot of plot events. It's just like one thing leads to another until they get to the end yeah, with a, the kung fu fight. A lot of scenes, not a lot of plot. 
And uh, I'm going to be <laughs> straightforward here. The reason I chose this movie is because I've seen it once before rewatching it now. And I was like, I think I would enjoy that movie more if I rewatched it. So I felt like I wanted to rewatch it. I wanted to have a reason to rewatch it. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of happy I did. So you don't have any particular attachment to the movie, like hate or love? No, no, in general, like I, I felt like after I'm, I'm going to bring it, I'm bringing it up now. Noah, I felt like after Noah, I needed something more lighthearted and less uh, pretentious in why I, I wanted to watch it. Could you remind me what, what was Noah? <laughs> yeah, it's the movie with Russell Crowe when he becomes a, an alcoholic. Ah, yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so Aaron much. Aaron Aronofsky's movie about uh, Jesus and uh, alcoholism. <laughs> um, so, cool. Cool reason. Yeah, I actually wanted to recommend some movies just because I want to rewatch them again. So I guess the green light for that is given. <laughs> <laughs> we can also start watching TV shows, apparently, based nope. on what Philip... Okay. Nope, nope, next. nope. Uh, you sounded pretty, uh, pretty cocky about this one being a slam hit with everyone. No, I, going look, in, yeah. I, I I thought before I I, I kind of felt like okay yeah it might not be a slam hit but <laughs> it, it, it's it's a uh, I find that it's hard to imagine anyone like genuinely disliking this movie I think it's more yeah maybe it wasn't that funny or they didn't love it but I it's not an offensive movie I think like the, on the offensiveness scale it feels like the movie is doing everything it can to be as just uh, like a your pure pleasure to watch and it might not land all the, all the time but. I still enjoyed it now when I rewatch it. So, Philip, you sound a bit. Uh, uh, is it not a slam dunk for you? And he's, I like. He's I, didn't, I mean, I didn't I, like, uh, I have quite mixed feelings towards this movie because, uh, on one hand, it is extremely well made. It like really captures the the look uh, of these seventies black exploitation movies, like and the pretty dead on. Yeah, like shot on super sixteen, like. The set design is amazing. There's so mm. much brown and hideous wallpaper. And, and all the costumes light. is like it's there's so much glitter, and it's like mismatched lighting between shots. And they have yeah. like the <laughs> yeah. shot, like the lighting is just like straightforward. So there are like big shadows behind everyone, which was like <laughs> a thing you did in the seventies when you didn't have the budget. Yeah, you can you can tell like this was people did it had a lot of fun doing it. They had a lot of heart. They they. They really like the the movies they draw inspiration from, and you can tell it. And I also like it's you get this uh, a lot nowadays with like movies that set uh, are set in one decade, and no one looks like there are people from that decade. But this movie like nails that everyone looks like seventies fugly. So really impressed in that part. Um, it's it's quite funny a lot of the times mm. as well. Um, I feel like the movie goes like hundred. It goes like two hundred percent funny in the first ten to fifteen minutes, and then it just fizzles out a bit. Yeah, and like tries to keep totally the, like, agree with to, that. Try tries to keep the rhythm because like there's there's a part of the movie that maybe like ten ten minutes when everything nothing really lands humor wise, but those first ten to fifteen minutes are like. The, the first scene when it drop kicks the door and the woman flies across the room. I love that, that is, one. <laughs> that that's such a, like a gut punch of just like okay. It is. It's a perfect way of setting. It's like an unto- like a starter of a dinner. It's just I'm I'm in the mood for this now. Give me more. Give me more. Yeah. Um. But on the other hand, I have some like problems with uh like it both being a homage and a parody because I feel like the two things clash quite a bit in this movie because it's it really like nails the look and this but then I don't feel like the the humor fits. With this, because the humor is like almost, I would say, like Mel Brooksy, 
like very mm. aware parody a lot of like you know people getting hit in the face with boom mics and like uh people with minor roles like reading the, the script like the directions and stuff like that uh, <laughs> sarcastically i'm in charge <laughs> yeah uh and i i don't know i feel i I feel like it just doesn't mesh that well together because I, you spend all this time like making this look so incredible and then you kind of like water it down with like by parodying it and it's also like so like they, they do a lot of like you know um punch at uh, nixon and the politics at the end but like it's it's like 30 years later so none of it matters if if this as a parody i feel like we've been like amazing if it came out in like 75 but it didn't it's like mm. 30 years too late i feel like when they're going for the political aspect th there are certain there are parts when you kind of go like this could have they could have just replaced like nixon with the current president and it would have probably worked just as fine in terms of what they are coming who was it back then it was Nixon. This was like, Nixon era. Yeah, no, but, but they, I mean, they shoot themselves in the foot by like establishing that this takes place in in the seventies. Hmm. In that sense, because but do, do like do you think the movie would have worked if it wasn't like if it was just modern day and they didn't look like black exploitation? Like they couldn't have. Do you think they could have made it the same visuals and same style, but everyone just looks like it? It's like Training Day or like a modern gangster or like modern movie not at all but that, that's not that's not what i wanted i'm not, like i don't even know what i want from this movie but like yeah i, fe I felt like it because like just like the comedy feels like so 80s 90s and then it looks and apes the 70s and i kind of wanted to pick one thing and go with it and uh, mm -hmm. then i also have kind of a problem with because like with these types of movies um like they, it goes for a bit of like almost like edgy shock humor at some point and like since this is from like 2009 i'm a bit like not sure where it stands on some of these things like uh it at several times they like they call people gooks and stuff like this <laughs> and it's like oh. oh 2009 it's like i like yeah i guess this is how people they, they in general they nail like the 70s talk like people are called turkeys and being jive all over the place which will be like but it's like oh are they just imitating this are they going for a shock thing or is it just like no this is okay to say in 2009 and i feel because the whole i mean the point of this being like a black exploitation and being done by all black people is like they can make fun they can make fun of this like whole black subgenre or movies but then when they mix in a lot of asian stereotypes as well it like kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth okay i don't when i rewatch it i didn't get the feeling that when they said like asian slurs that it was meant to be like haha asian slurs it was more like more a meta commentary on but i i definitely see what you're where you're i mean from. there's some point that like he imitates like he keep he, he's in the Vietnam War like a flashback and he keeps calling everyone Chinese and like oh yeah. they spoke Chinese I couldn't understand it it sounded like some cartoon shit and then I was like I I don't think like yeah to me, to, to me that was a commentary on like him being stupid that he was like he couldn't see the difference like the joke is at him the joke isn't like the Chinese and like Vietnamese people sound alike or that they look alike yeah I, 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 I wasn't quite sure like where to where it landed on that side and i wasn't really comfortable either way with it i mean if this was like a like a movie 
like parodying, you know, like Hong Kong cinema or stuff like that. And that joke was made. And, you know, by people like by, you know, Asian American or whatever director, I feel like, okay, I can see where this is coming from. But now I'm like a bit, where is this coming from? Yeah, I can see that. Um, I I don't feel like I need to. I, I don't feel like I can make much more of a statement that I didn't notice it because like, otherwise it's gonna make me look bad. I thought about I've thought about in the beginning to say like, should we make a rule that we're not gonna be quoting the movie too much because like if we try and if we try and imitate them, it's just gonna be like a bad racist caricature if we try to like quote anything from the movie. <laughs> As much as I want to quote Cream Corn, I won't. <laughs> it was by far my favorite character. Uh, I think my favorite. I think my favorite line in this whole movie is like, "But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community." <laughs> also, the scene with the with the stunt man when he gets uh, the guy gets slapped and goes, "Motherfucker!" and then they cut like to, they like do a hard cut and it's a different stunt double coming in yeah. to finish the shot. I was wondering what happened there. I, I thought that I was just being like distracted and not paying enough attention to the movie. And I'm like, wasn't there just one person? And I just left it at that. <laughs> I just trusted the movie, not myself. Uh, but I had some similar experience with Philip. It's just never like clicked for me for some reason. Like the first 15 minutes, as you said as well, I fucking loved it. I was like, okay, I'm going to have so much fun right now. But the whole time I kept thinking like, Damn it, if I just knew more about the genre, if I was like more acquainted with the references this is pulling, maybe I would understand it more and have even more fun. But I think you can like sum up the whole pacing with that long joke that they did when they were trying to figure out Cold Kansas. To me, that was the whole movie. In the beginning, I laughed so much during this joke and then I felt like, oh, it's going too long now and it's fizzling out. And that's that, that like basically the, the same movie. That bit is the absolute worst part of the movie. And to me, it, it felt like, they probably realized that without that, the movie would have been like one hour and fifteen minutes, and they were like, "Okay, we need, to, we need, we can't, we can't make a movie." Because I think the movie is like one minute, one hour and twenty-five minutes or something. But I think like seven minutes of those are the credits. So they're like, "We need to pad this somehow," because it, yeah. it it goes on for so long and it's not funny. But I think it was a I funny idea. Fun but yeah, yeah, I, I think it's funny that you are saying that you didn't get the references because. I thought about that because if you think about the best parody movies in the world, like Top Secret and uh, Airplane and so on, and like mm -hmm. The Naked Gun and Hot Shots and so on, those movies are like funny not because they're making references to the source material. They're funny because like they're using it to make ridiculous situations. Like no one has seen the movie Airplane it's based on. Like the what's it called? Do, do you remember that, Philip? No. Uh, I think it's like air, maybe just Airport or something. It was like or mm -hmm. high tension or something really bland but they they literally took just the entire script from that movie and made it into a parody and you still like it's still funny as all hell yeah i actually and, didn't know that and i fucking love airplane but i think yeah. like this is more like it, it it looks like something that it's very referential of a whole era of movies and i feel like if i just had a little bit more understanding of that era i would have more fun i mean i still had fun it was still funny it's still like good on its own but i know it can be better if you know what they're talking about but I mean, how so much I, how much black black exploitation have you watched? I haven't seen anything. Zero. I have I haven't seen a single black exploitation movie. I like I've seen references to it in other movies and shows, but in Same. this, okay. I still find everything in this movie to be like I, I a lot of it is funny without knowing the references. So like, I think I think it's like they they built like the the universe or like the 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 world building of this is like I think good enough that you don't hmm. need to be that well versed in. 
the genre is taking like all its inspiration from. They do, I know they do like some like shot for shot kind of remakes of like the Dolomite stuff and stuff like that. But I don't yeah. feel like that's that's more like a you know a Marvel Easter egg than anything. There's actually one line in the movie that's like it's not a it's not a joke in the movie's context, but it's like he says like Bucky, what has he had? Because like his his cousin's name is like his brother is named Bucky, and like that's a quote exact quote from a black exploitation movie called like the the avenging disco godfather or something and he goes like bucky what has he had because like bucky got some super angel dust or something <laughs> and that's just like a direct quote and to me i, I chuckled a bit because like i know of that line but that's super obscure like it's but that's really the feeling obscure. i wanted to have <laughs> yeah well to me to me it's like even if i knew where the reference was from i was like huh like a chuckle because it's like oh they're making a reference to this thing but i don't think anyone i don't think like a lot of I, like the top one percentile of people who have watched black exploitation movies know of that line and know of that movie. <laughs> That's also how, because like, yeah, like I, I don't think watching a lot. Of, I, I only seen like a couple of um, what's the name of the actress who's Jackie Brown, uh, uh, Pam Greer. Yeah, I've seen Pam? a couple of like coffee and stuff like that, and I've seen some like um, black exploitation vampire movies. That's about it. But I like I, I don't really see how, if you would like, if you come from having a love for these movies, like, I think like the things you like from that is mainly presented like in how it looks and like how they talk, and like how the basic plot is structured, and I feel like the jokes have very little to do with that. I, I think like a lot of the humor I, I found in the movie is just like enjoying how well the production was in the sense that. Like there, every scene, there's like uh, you you know in uh, like the sucker Abrams movies, the airplane and Top Secret, they have like a rule that the movies need to be funny on their own without knowing the references, mm-hmm. and every scene needs to have some sort of gag, even if it's like even if it's just a plot, plot exposition, you need something in the background that's happening. So it's like, and I th- felt like this movie th- doesn't really have that much of that, but what it did instead is that if you look at like the production, the the set and the costumes and like how mismatched the lighting is and how the cuts are mixed and also the fact that the plot is very nonsensical like it's very thin how they connect the scenes with the plot events and to me that was like the 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 humor on top of the gags that are happening like the like the funny lines and kicking people through doors and walls and so on that to me was like the meta humor that i i found on top of the regular humor so like i don't know did you notice like did you notice that kind of like the noticing how much of attention they put into making it seem like they didn't like making it seem like it was a a rushed movie from the 70s i, I feel like they uh, <laughs> don't they use like it just looks like they use like stock footage from the like other 70s music as well and just put that in and uh, that like gives it like this nice cheap look and then i mean they also a lot of like the car action stuff that you just reuse and reuse and reuse like you see the same exploding car like four different times <laughs> and stuff like that which are also like quite charming but not super fun also like when they're doing like whip pans of the camera and they try to find someone and the camera is like doesn't find it perfectly so like the camera is like wobbling moving up and down trying to yeah. center it <laughs> and like because that's what happened back in like black exploitation movies because they didn't have the budget and they didn't have like necessarily the people 
that were at like the professionals to do that stuff. Wasn't there also like a, a boom microphone in the frame in one of the scenes? Yeah, there's like when he's st- he stands up and talking and he's like glancing up at the boom mic as it just yeah. goes down and down and like hits him <laughs> on his afro. <laughs> And like th- those are more like explicit humor, like references, like small things that need to happen to be funny. But a lot of the times, it's like the humor is seeing what they put in, how much effort they put into making it seem like it was made cheaply and fast in the seventies. Yeah. I also like the repetitive gags. Like every time they said, uh, "Can you dig it?" Every single time, it became more funnier and funnier for me for some reason. <laughs> I kept on chuckling, and when he asked the white person, it felt like. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like I think he, he didn't know favorite, how to respond. <laughs> I think one of my favorite uh, quotes in the movie is the t- uh, scene when like the police officers are going into Black Dynamite's house and he like fools them and comes out and the police officer said like pie on the window sill trick, same one you used to save me and nom. This <laughs> 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 is such a throwaway line. <laughs> Yeah. And also, like, look at this place. It must have an 8-track player in every room. And it's like, <laughs> if you don't know what an 8-track player is, like, how funny is that? But, yeah. like, I, don't, yeah, I can see how you need to have a reference, like, a frame of reference to understand some of the quotes. One of, my, one of my other favorites was, not the orphanage. I used to be an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, like, two minutes before that, he kept talking about that, how oh, his mama used to say this and that. <laughs> yeah. Also, like the isn't there a scene when it's going like buck like uh, dynamite? Now you need to you need to feel feel uh, you need to be better than I am because I am dying. Like you need <laughs> to be the best one or something. Because like is is uh, you you need to you need to be as good or better than your brother. Like it sets up this. They're very explicit in the like the the pl- like uh, the characters and how like you know in every movie where you have like. I need to be my, my brother is dead so I like I it's like in walk hard like the wrong kid died and when they keep on repeating that quote mm. no I felt like like especially in the beginning of this movie they do like a lot of uh like exposition that feels presented in like a remind me of kind of like Kung Fury or something like that it might be like a straight to YouTube movie I kind of felt like I, yeah this would probably be like this would make an amazing tight 40 minutes or something like that, but now it's uh, how long is it? It's, uh, it's like one hour uh, twenty five or something. Yeah, yeah. but I, I feel like there is like one hour and ten minutes of really fun stuff, and like maybe like twenty minutes of that is not as fun as the rest. But there are mm. some really good quotes in, like some really good bits in there. But yeah, it doesn't. It feels like it does fizzle out in energy and <laughs> creativity after a while. Uh, although, like the the whole bit with the what was it, Anaconda uh malt liquor what was that yeah. yeah that made his dick small and they were like should we kill him that was yeah. that, that was their first reaction and like the whole bit with the the quick zooms i'm just like yeah that that was perfect <laughs> this uh now that we're talking about this this like like i felt like i watched this i, I loved a ton of jokes and then ho- half an hour later i didn't remember a single one of them yeah and, it and now it's like oh you remember that remember that it reminds me a lot of um you know, Ghetto Blaster. Uh, I haven't don't, seen Don't Blaster. Be a Menace, or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. I know about it, but I haven't yeah. seen it. Th- those, like, I think I watched that at a peak age when I was like 14, 15. And I also remember, like, I watched it and, like, I didn't think it was super funny, but we, we'd, like, we would quote that movie for, like, years. Like, oh, this scene, this scene. And it's, like, way funnier when you quote it than when you actually watch it. And I feel, I kind of feel like this has, like, the, a vibe of that as well. Kind of like Mean Girls. 
the quotability <laughs> is funnier than the actual movie, I think. I think Mean Girls is a masterpiece. Like, you don't, what, what are you it talking is, about? It is, but like, I, it gets even funnier when you quote it. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. about uh, Mean Girls the other day. Uh, it's, I, I also I, started thinking about Mean Girls the other what, day. Because Mean Girls, I feel like it's it's from that time, like late 90s, uh, early no, aughts. It's, it's like 2005 or something. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like I was about to finish. And late yeah. 90s, early aughts, like they came out a lot of like these um, uh, like comedies with like target audience for like, like teenage girls and there's so many of them that slaps so hard yeah that's true like, one of I, my I favorite just, genres <laughs> yeah have you have you guys seen uh, drop dead gorgeous oh no not yet oh that movie is fantastic that movie got me like maybe realize that uh i've never paid attention to britney murphy until that Britney Murphy is, was so good. Like so you know, good. she, was she has like a, such a tiny role in that movie, and she just like pops so hard. And I watched that movie, and then I like I watched like a, a two hour HBO <laughs> documentary about her. <laughs> my my dream, my dream casting is that Britney Murphy would have survived and been cast as Harley Quinn because like I think she would have been the absolute best mm-hmm. one, especially like if you watch Sin City. Uh, but I, I started watching that uh, the sex the sex life of college girls or what's it called like the Mindy Kaling HBO Max show. And yeah. I watched like three three episodes and you're thinking like, oh my God, Mean Girls was so much smarter and so much better than this. Like it sucks so hard. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't checked it out because like on TikTok, everybody says that it's just not good. And I no, love Mindy terrible. Kaling and that feels bad. But like the, the best such type of show that I've watched recently is um, Girls 5 Eva. And I can really recommend that <laughs> one. It's just one season so far. And they're gonna be famous five ever because forever is too short. <laughs> it's ah, yeah, incredible. I was watch that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna watch that and then I forgot about it. It's Just the funniest continue. shit ever. I, I tried. Love it. I started watching the new. If you didn't know, there was a new American Pie movie that came out like a year ago. It was like uh, Girls Rules, and I think I I watched like five minutes of it before like noped out. <laughs> How do you make an American Pie movie today? Like, can you put in some 41 or Blink-182 in those? I, I can't tell. I didn't see enough of it to, like, <laughs> to is, is see it how Car- they did it, it. Is it Cardi B now they have instead? Or like like, like Iggy Azalea? I mean, with no, the revival of all the like emo bands and everything, I think it can, it can work. Yeah, like pop punk is back in a hard way. And now, they, you know, they, they're fusing it with uh, like the, the emo rap as well. Yeah, I I want I want them to do like the soft reboot uh, thing of American Pie, where all the original characters come come back, but they're now the parents, and now their children are like the ones. I think I th- that's just like it, it's probably not going to be good, but kind of. I, totally... I mean, they kind of did the reunion, like yeah, but they're not the parents in that. Like, I want I want them to be the parents, and it's like it's made for the people like us who were just like it, it's like. The, the the force awakens <laughs> it's like the force awakens of american pie <laughs> that's uh <laughs> okay I, I don't know Do, can i spoil the new scream yeah sure that's uh ned can i spoil the new scream yeah i don't care about spoilers okay uh then in this because like the latest scream spoilers for listeners as well is they the whole the thing that's the post uh modern thing in this is like how it, they they're commenting on requels, like the, uh, the you know, the prequel, remake, the soft, what, re- yes. soft reboot. And like to mm. to set like the stakes that this really movie really has stakes, they kill off um, David Arquette's character, Dewey, oh, who's wow. been in all the movies. What? And like as he's like being stabbed by Ghostface, I was like, this is like 
when Han Solo died, except I cares. I can't care about <laughs> this. <laughs> this is so much more impactful than when Star Wars did it. For me, like when I saw Force Awakens in the cinema, there was a part of me that went like, oh no. And then I realized, oh yeah, Han Solo, like Harrison Ford has been asked for like 30 years to be killed in Star Wars. So I don't think it was like <laughs> a plot. Like, I don't think it was a script decision. I think it was it's more a like contract a point. Yeah. <laughs> he just walked straight out of set and like drove off after finishing <laughs> shooting that. <laughs> but my mom actually, my mom, before I saw that movie, she just like texted me and it was like, have you seen Star Wars yet? And I was like, no. And she said, oh, have you heard what they do to Chewbacca in it? Or like, do have do you know what happens to Chewbacca? And I was like freaking out the whole movie because I like I fucking love Chewbacca. Like Chewbacca is my dog. He's my friend. And and then afterwards, I was like, wait, nothing happened to Chewbacca. What the fuck are you talking about? And she was like, oh, I well listened to the mom. radio. <laughs> and it's like they I listened to the radio and they said that Chewbacca is actually a woman in this one. Like they are not they, they reveal that he's oh. a woman. I'm like, like what the fuck? Are you listening to like fake news on the radio about Star Wars and then like trying to fucking i would low-key live for that and the backlash after james bond i feel like chewbacca is next i love it i live for it please do <laughs> oh the new james bond was so fucking weird i thought it was okay but too long uh but like nothing tops skyfall for me so it's just Sky skyfall was terrible skyfall no it was wasn't bad. that was no, the best skyfall, skyfall is like a stupid person's smart movie like it's a movie people but you just like, call it's, me it's, <laughs> I know you're not stupid, but still no, haven't I... seen a full James Bond movie. And oh. we're gonna watch mm. sometime. We're gonna watch Casino Royale because I really need you to watch it. I want the yeah. one with uh, Denise Richard. Or I'm out. Uh, well, it's not enough. No, I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think she wasn't. Yeah. yeah, that one isn't actually bad. Like, no, it's I, not. I remember it was actually the first movie I saw on DVD. So oh, that's the big me, the, or, yeah. the origin story. Yeah, <laughs> and we're going full <laughs> circle. <laughs> my my brother bought the DVD player from America like a year before DVDs were released in Europe. So we watched. <laughs> I, I felt like I was living in the future. Like, holy shit, they have menus and we don't need to rewind anymore. Mm-hmm. I was fully like, obsessed with that one, though. <laughs> but we didn't have a DVD. I watched it on cassette. Christmas Jones, the best. <laughs> It's like, which is the worst, like, Bond girl name? It's like Christmas Jones or Octopussy. (laughs) Octopussy is the best, hands down. Or like, was it Strawberry Fields in the Quantum of Solace? (laughs) I know that. That's the worst one. I don't know. Gemma Gemma Arterton, like, I'm Strawberry Fields. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I loved about the new one? Um, What? uh, What was her name? Damn it, I forgot her name. Yes, yes, her cameo. Like, a short scene, but fucking stole the whole show for me. I fucking loved it. I I felt like the... I feel like after Casino Royale, you can't do anything with James Bond. Like, James Bond's character was, like, perfected in Casino Royale, and you can't do anything more with him. So this movie just felt like everything that used to make James Bond a character, in this movie, those, like, attributes of him are completely removed. And Mm. he's just, like... He's just uh, like every flaw he had has been ironed out because like because of what he experienced in the, the other four movies. Yeah. So when you come to like No Time to Die, it's just okay. I don't care. Like, is everything James Bond used to be about that you could explore is gone? Like now it's just this random dude. Like he's not. He's Jason Bourne. Yeah, I have a difficult relationship with Daniel Craig because every time he looks at the camera, I see my dad. Uh, because they have very very similar eyes, like the the shape and the color, everything is the same. And just like him looking at the camera, I'm like father <laughs> but not in like a daddy way but like dad so yeah. you know who's a daddy it's fucking black dynamite holy shit that's a daddy. 
that like uh, I, I was watching this when i was watching the black dynamite i was just going like oh fuck i need i, I wish i could have that body but <laughs> that dude is dedicated like he, he's that ripped 24 7 all year around yeah like there's some great ass shots of him in this movie that's a that's a tight butt yeah it's, it's like packing. would you expect the, anything else no, not from Black Dynamite. <laughs> I, I love it. Like, he's doing the, he's uh, doing his uh, like training, and it's like, who who interrupts me during my kung fu? And then when he calls, <laughs> and then when it's like scram, scram, telling all the minions to go away, and then it's like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, as he has, like a scheduled session for them to come over and be beating the shit yeah, out of. Like, he almost oh. like murdered them. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you have any like favorite type of exploitation genre? Are there others except for like Give me a list. <laughs> I mean you have I mean my favorite in name only is non exploitation. I mean so like sex exploitation, non exploitation, um You mean like non like Christian like Yes, like nuns. <laughs> um, oh, I mean you have the uh revenge exploitation. Can um, you define the exploitation part? Like what makes it that? Isn't it that it's like nasty and dirty and like? Uh, I mean, I I I don't know if I have a, like a Webster's dictionary um, definition of it, but I feel like it's most like oh, we have this thing. We're making the poster first. Uh, it has to pop, and like we choose a thing, and then we make the movie around that. So mm -hmm. Like sexy nuns, let's make a movie about it. Just, just throw like shit in it. Because um, I feel like I mean, because this 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 movie is like you know ripping off the exploitation. But I feel like it doesn't do much with the genre itself. And if you compare it to like, I mean, Quentin Tarantino, he like loves sexploitation and like all of these types of movies. And you can tell exploitation very much. Yes, yeah. and you but you can tell you can tell like, like he actually does something with those genres, and you can tell like the clear references. But he like you know he like builds on their legacy more than just like parroting it. I feel like this like looks back on the legacy of exploitation. And it kind of like it ends with this movie. I don't feel like it like doesn't grow from here the way but, like the Tarantino or other filmmakers do. Okay, so I don't know if this is true, but isn't there like uh, a context around black exploitation that black exploitation movies were usually like money was put in by like white dudes who were like like rich and they were like we need to make a movie that just makes money from like the black market of America. So it was like it was even though it was made by usually like black people with black people it was not like it was not like black people owned it or that they wrote it or made it it was very much like they were being exploited while they were making them i mean all of so, these movies are like cash grabs like especially have your like, sex exploitation it's just like okay we put big hmm. tits on the screen and that will make it money but they are like quite like a lot of these movies are like very like of the time and like critical they like they they are quite punk rock in different senses like the uh the comment they make on society and stuff because you can just like the filmmakers could pretty much throw whatever they wanted in that like as long as there was like you know a black dracula or like fast cars and big titted women on the screen but at the same time do, do, do you think that there might be a context of this movie that like we might not be realizing in that black exploitation movies could have been like traditionally made by black people who were told by white people what they needed to do and then this movie is actually like black people making it and having complete control over it and deciding what them, themselves what reclaiming the, it in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, in that in that sense, I feel like it's a let, especially a letdown because then you okay here you have free control to do whatever and you kind of don't do anything 
except, except Asian ex- racism. Yeah, and like <laughs> you know, hit or miss parody things. We're like, oh, the, the other ones is like, okay, Mr. White Man producer comes in with money. You need to have this in this movie, but then they can put in so much other shit it's like, like of their need, choosing need, as well like sneak it's it like in. you need to have you need to have like a, a black drug like pimp or drug lord and like exactly. they, need to, they need to show off like black people as like violent and stuff and then like they didn't have that much control it's like i think it was, wasn't it denzel washington who was like he didn't do movies for a long time because every time he was offered something in the beginning it was like something really racist and like undertone and oh yeah but, like, yeah no. but that's like i mean mainstream hollywood up until like what Five years five, ago, yeah, tops. Like, yeah, or st- still, but maybe it's not I, as. Mm. A I know that they used to have like on like the the casting sheets, like they had a, like some code for like when the race of a character did not matter, which mean they like oh you can Stop. be cast in this if you're black or Asian, and it was like so few of those roles. Oh damn! And it's like oh. unless you were like you know Mexican mob guy number three. Did, did they like have like uh, instead of like uh, saying something racist they were like urban character is that mm, what they said yeah. instead? oriental or whatever <laughs> ethnic yeah <laughs> ethnic that would mean like like any like what's isn't that the, like the new zealand maori actor who has played like i think he's played like 15 different ethnicities like he's been like, oh Arabic, yeah the persian uh, uh, new zealand the mexican yeah the, was in, the guy was in the meg um kingdom of heaven i think like in kingdom of heaven i think he was like persian or like uh, syrian and then uh i think he was like in 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 training day i think he was like a mexican a gangster and he's like maori from like new zealand <laughs> okay I, I found like a uh, a list of uh uh exploitation yeah. yeah we have uh this is from wikipedia uh we have biker films black exploitation cannibal films canuck exploitation Canuck exploitation, it's like Canuck, like in Canadian. That? I don't know. Would it be like yoga hosers? <laughs> car exploitation, uh, Jalo, Mockbusters, uh, Mondo films, monster movies, Nazi exploitation, uh, nudist films, exploitation, mm. rape and revenge films, red exploitation, sex exploitations, slasher, space exploitation. <laughs> Are there actually people out there being like, it's not fair that we're exploiting the Nazis? Like, we need to give them their right. What? <laughs> With the Nazi exploitation? I mean, I guess the Nazi Nazi exploitation is like pretty much <laughs> on the pulse for what like exploitation is because like we're we're doing an edgy like subject matter here. Yeah, but it's like, are they the ones? Are the Nazis being exploited like poor Nazis? <laughs> I think most of them. I think I've seen some. I think most of them are like, okay, Nazis doing. Uh, fucked up experiments in concentration camps that's the whole genre like quite uh so reality yeah documentaries <laughs> yeah it's almost like uh what's i guess like the highbrow version of that is like what's it called the uh, whatever days of so sodom sodomy solo uh solo yeah 120 days of sodom yeah yeah i've, I've i keep like stumbling upon that movie and like reading the description of it and it's like really don't want to see this i i've read this in office like four times and like different years and every time i'm like okay one day i'm gonna watch this but i'm rereading the <laughs> synopsis to see how i react to it before i watch it because like i really need to like the, the plot of the movie isn't it just like people get tortured and raped and like sodomized and tortured and tortured and tortured that's like there's no plot except for torture this yep. is the episode with our biggest trigger warning, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, Philip, but uh, speaking of like the cannibal exploitation, did you watch that Green Inferno? 
that's the uh, Eli Roth. Yeah, one, Eli Roth. I no, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I I've been like walking, like threading around the uh, um, Cannibal Holocaust for a long time. It's like, oh, should I should I pull the trigger on that one? Um, but yeah, I haven't gotten into the the cannibal genre. Why are there so many yeah. movies with the word green? I feel like I can't even differentiate the, them because you said green in front of me and like I saw just like a, a Rolodex of films that start with green and I'm like, well, which was that one? Green Room, Green Night, a Green Mile? No, which one was it? Green Book? No. I, mean, I don't even uh, know. Because I said with blue. A thin red line. Yeah, I'm, but I mean like, I don't know. It's just, it, it bothers me. I just realized it. <laughs> you know, uh, Jeremy Sonnier, who directed Blue Room and Green Room, mm-hmm. I, I tweeted at him on Twitter and asked like, can't you make your next movie with the red in the title so you would have the RGB trilogy? And he actually liked my tweet. Oh. So I feel I feel pretty finally made it. Yeah, I finally <laughs> made it. Like I am in the back of the head I'm in the back of Jeremy Sonnier's head. You're he gonna be in the credits. To do no time to die. He was actually supposed to do No Time to Die, I think, if I remember correctly. Why waste Why a good did he chicken out? Oof, you haven't even watched them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Philip would absolutely not care a lot about No Time to Die. Yeah, that movie that movie is a Hideo Kojima story. Like the plot twist is like a Hideo Kojima thing. Mm. But you're definitely like, not selling me on it. Yeah, like Metal Gear, it was like it's literally taking from Metal Gear Solid Five. Like the whole like what the villain's plan is. In but it's not even game. even like the the good bad James Bond movies. Like Die Another Day. That's a ridiculous movie, and I fucking love it. It's just it's just a movie. It just finishes a story. <laughs> One I don't day know. we're gonna watch. I, I okay. So uh, Ned, I want to watch. Uh, I thought like sometime we're gonna have to watch a movie that more than one of us has seen. Absolutely. And yeah. I thought, and I thought I was gonna introduce Philip to a James Bond movie, and I thought either Golden Eye or Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Which one would you think? Do you think Philip would like the most? So, I think that Philip will like. Uh, Pierce Brosnan better as a James Bond than Daniel Craig. And uh, Goldeneye is an absolute. When I think of like James Bond, the like the picture James Bond I had is Pierce Brosnan. Like that's that's my what? someone who never seen a Bond movie. That's my Bond. <laughs> did you watch? Did you did you play the game Goldeneye? Uh, yeah, I have it. it. I have it around <laughs> here somewhere. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> I think everyone our, our age had like at least one night when we were four people playing Goldeneye and eating chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the, the the song is really nice as well. The Tina Turner song yeah. for the movie. Yeah, well, it's not. I think well, it's not enough. Not enough has also a really great theme. Garbage? garbage. Yeah, yeah. I love that one. Is uh, is everything or nothing a real Bond movie or is it just a game? It's just a game. They that song like, slaps yeah. though. W- which band is it? I have no idea. I just I. I haven't heard it since I played it uh, at like a friend's house 18 I'm, years I'm, ago. But yeah. I'm pissed off that. Okay, okay. So if you had to choose, if if you were the producer of a James Bond movie and you mm. could select one song and like one band to make the theme, which band would you choose or artist? Bad, bad, not good. I would go for Portishead. I think Portishead, like uh, Sour Times. It's 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 a uh, or like uh, Roads. I think that like both or Glory Box. All three of those are like already James Bond themes. I think Lana Del Rey would do good. <laughs> but we already had like the, the last, she would do the exact same thing that. Uh, what, 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 oh was my this? God, that's such an incorrect opinion. <laughs> no, but, but like <laughs> what, 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 the, the guy who made the Spectre, is it Sam? What was Sam his name? Smith. Sam, 
Sam Smith yeah. and uh, the latest one by Billie Eilish. Both of them were absolutely terrible. Like they were horrible songs. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I think disagree. I think Lana Del Rey would do the same thing. Like she no. would just make it a movie, a song, a song that sounded the same. I mean, is it a, a sign that Black Dynamite is not a good movie that we can, can barely talk about it? <laughs> we keep I, I feel like James Bond I, I always like prepare a, a keeps document to take notes while watching movies. I think yeah. I wrote two lines in this. This one. is my shortest one too. <laughs> yeah, because there's no plot, and yeah, I I didn't have many thoughts while watching it. Like most of them came up afterwards, and I. I didn't feel like it was much, much counter thoughts to arguments to the things I had. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna read. Okay, I'm gonna read my notes. I have a couple of here, and you guys can say if you think you believe in them or not. So, first one, like I have a the category is humor, and this is uh, doesn't make fun of itself. Doesn't feel like scary movie or epic movie. Is that correct? Hmm. I mean, I feel like, um, like the difference between this movie and like a scary movie is like scary movie. It's like riding the wave of Scream. And yeah. uh, uh, I know what you did last summer in that. And all uh, the references the, are just like, it's, it's a, Miley it's, Cyrus or Kim Kardashian. Yeah, and it's like, it's mm. very like relevant for when it comes yeah. out. It's like, uh, yes. So it's like, it doesn't even play in the same ballpark coming out like 30 minutes after the genre has ended. Okay, and then mismatched lighting. So funny. Didn't notice it that much. Yeah, it was funny the first time, yeah. I was looking at my phone a lot, though. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like, it's like, imagine if you're watching Airplane and you, don't, and you look at your phone, like, I know, 10 seconds. I, uh, there are so many, sh- like, sh- f- jokes you're going to miss. Okay, I was not actually watching my phone. I was folding paper bags, but, like, I didn't want to <laughs> say that. I was just putting paper bags in a bigger paper bag because they annoyed me. <laughs> I'm watching you the like, movie. damaged by your survivor marathons and doing dumplings that you need to do something <laughs> yeah. at the same time now as you're watching stuff? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I get super distracted. I think that's the best way I can, like, pay attention. Or if, like, the story is super gripping, which this Jeez. one was not. So, Do we have any final thoughts about Black Dynamite? Did uh, anyone hate it? Do we have more uh, notes by Pontus that we should say true or false? What was that the game? <laughs> I think I think all of the ones I've mentioned so far are like stuff I mentioned, like bad okay. camera tracking assumes that it ties to the humor, but like production replacement stunts, driving true. and turning while not looking at the road due to near pro- like rear projection. That was also one thing I found very funny. Like it's it's like in yeah, it's, it's something we're gonna say a lot of times in this episode, and is that it's like an airplane when they're they're driving the car down the road, and you have the rear mm. projection behind them, and it's going <laughs> faster and faster, and it's not looking at the road, and it's like eventually it goes to black and white behind with like Ku Klux Klan hunting them, and the guy in the uh, side passenger seat is not he's just like what the fuck is going on? And the driver doesn't care because he's just like an actor sitting there, <laughs> and he's like fake driving. <laughs> Oh, no, but I, I did I did not hate it, and uh, I'm kind of happy that you guys. I I, it, I wasn't expecting a slam dunk, but it it didn't seem like I kind of sounded like you were. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> <expecting a slam dunk. laughs> I'll insert the replay with him saying that. Thing right now. It's a perfect movie. 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 Now, I was like, overall, I was very, very impressed by a lot of things in this movie, mm. and I was kind of disappointed in some of the aspects. Like, it's not, it's a very okay movie. Yeah. Did you watch it alone, both of you? No. Yeah. I was alone. Okay, what, what, what did your partner say, Philip? Um, she laughed a couple times. Uh, then she was 
like the back half she was on her phone a lot oh, okay oh yeah the movie doesn't do that so she was folding bags as well <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah i enjoyed it well, pretty enjoyable movie i think um i'm not gonna watch it again but it was fun yeah don't, re- don't regret seeing it I think this movie is like I think the reason this movie is still living in the common consciousness is that there are a lot of just like clips of this on YouTube that people are like they were referenced to that clip. They were not yeah. referenced to the movie. They're just referencing that clip. And like you don't really see the same from Airplane or like Top Secret or Naked Gun. Like those movies are more like a cohesive funny bit. Mm-hmm. This one is just like small sketch stuff that is funny. Very quotable, yeah. And justice for cream corn. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Deserve better. I felt like after I watched this movie, I, I, I do this thing is like if I'm watching a movie with like accents, I absorb them without thinking about them. So after I was watching Not this movie, good. I, <laughs> no, after I watched this movie, I, w- I wanted to say like what it is to my dad when I went up to visit him. <laughs> can you dig <laughs> it? Yeah. Can, can, can you dig it? And I, I felt like, oh, why can't we go back to like the 70s slang? And then I realized, oh, yeah, that's a bit racist. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> like not sensitive. Self-awareness but, uh, is your biggest virtue. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I'm doing it on a podcast that everyone can listen to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Instead of doing it to my one dad who won't, who won't be able to understand what I'm saying. Won't even get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, no fi- any final thoughts? Hold your peace otherwise. And uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. So since Ned wasn't really prepared, as always. That's such I'm a sure. lie. I'm just being silenced. <laughs> <laughs> you I... didn't watch the full season of Joe Perra. Come on. How can you say you're, you're prepared? <laughs> I was misled by what I was sent. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was actually were. sabotaged. Y'all I wanted sent me to you fail. the DVDs and VHS to your apartment. You These liar. people think I'm doing amazing on the podcast and they're just jealous. <laughs> they just yeah. want to take my spot. So for next week, um, I, the thing I didn't mention while we discussed this movie, that uh, the whole time as I watched this, I was just like thinking and comparing it to a different movie in my head, which uh, also is like a homage to uh, my favorite type of exploitation movie, which is Jalo. Yes. So next week we're going to watch, uh, I would say, the second be- best witch movie that came out in the teens, which is uh, The Love Witch. I always wanted to watch that one. Thank you A for that. A part of my head went like, do you mean the movie with Mike Myers, The Love Guru? And then I, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, I'm excited for this. Thank you. You should be. Um, I'm also really excited to rewatch this. Uh, amazing. All right. I guess that's it. Thank you all for joining. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.